Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 43. Come unto me, ye weary, and I will give you rest. O tender words of Jesus, which come to hearts oppressed, they tell of benediction, of pardon, grace, and peace, of joy that hath no ending, of love which cannot cease. Hymn number 43. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find our readings for tonight. And the theme is, Glory be to God and peace to the struggling hearts. A quote by Mary Baker Eddy. 
And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Deuteronomy. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Psalms. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. My heart is sore pained within me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from battle that was against me. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth, and of them that are afar off upon the sea, which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the people. Be still, and know that I am God. Mark Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. 
Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and entereth in when the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is, being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked. John Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Matthew Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Philippians Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Glory be to God, and peace to the struggling hearts.
the human sigh for peace and love is answered and compensated by divine love. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help, and if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. What a glorious inheritance is given to us through the understanding of omnipresent love. More we cannot ask, more we do not want, more we cannot have. This sweet assurance is the peace, be still, to all human fears, to suffering of every sort. Who is so great a God as our God? Unchangeable, all-wise, all-just, all-merciful, the ever-loving, ever-living life, truth, love. Comforting such as mourn, opening the prison doors to the captive, marking the unwinged bird, pitying with more than a father's pity, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, saving sinners. As we think thereon, man's true sense is filled with peace and power. God is all and in all. That finishes the question of a good and a bad side to existence. Truth is the real. Error is the unreal. You will gather the importance of this saying when sorrow seems to come. If you will look on the bright side, for sorrow endureth but for the night, and joy cometh with the light. Then will your sorrow be a dream, and your waking the reality, even the triumph of soul over sense. If you wish to be happy, argue with yourself on the side of happiness. Take the side you wish to carry, and be careful not to talk on both sides, but you argue stronger for sorrow than for joy. Our true temple is no human fabrication but the superstructure of truth, reared on the foundation of love and pinnacled in life. Such being its nature, how can our godly temple possibly be demolished or even disturbed? Can eternity end? Can life die? Can truth be uncertain? Can love be less than boundless? The kingdom of God is within you. Know then that you possess sovereign power to think and act rightly, and that nothing can dispossess you of this heritage and trespass on love. If you maintain this position, who or what can cause you to sin or suffer? Our surety is in our confidence that we are indeed dwellers in truth and love, man's eternal mansion. Such a heavenly assurance ends all warfare and bids tumult cease. Perchance, some one of you may say, The evidence of spiritual verity in me is so small that I am afraid. I feel so far from victory over the flesh that to reach out for a present realization of my hope savors of temerity. 
because of my own unfitness for such a spiritual animus, my strength is not, and my faith fails. O oh, thou weak and infirm of purpose, Jesus said, Be not afraid. In the midst of depressing care and labor, I turn constantly to divine love for guidance and find rest. It affords me great joy to be able to attest to the truth of Jesus' words. Love makes all burdens light. It giveth a peace that passeth understanding, and with signs following. Again, loved Christmas is here, full of divine benedictions and crowned with the dearest memories in human history, the earthly advent and nativity of our Lord and Master. At this happy season, the veil of time springs aside at the touch of love. We count our blessings and see whence they came and whither they tend. But alas, for the broken household band, God give to them more of his dear love that heals the wounded heart. Today, the Christ is, more than ever before, the way, the truth, and the life, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, healing all sorrow, sickness, and sin. To the burdened and weary, Jesus saith, Come unto me. O glorious hope, there remaineth a rest for the righteous, a rest in Christ, a peace in love. The thought of it stills complaint. The heaving surf of life's troubled sea foams itself away, and underneath is a deep, settled calm. The great master triumphed in furnace fires. Christ walketh over the wave, on the ocean of events, mounting the billow or going down into the deep. The voice of him who stilled the tempest says, It is I, be not afraid. Thus he bringeth us into the desired haven, the kingdom of spirit, and the hues of heaven, tipping the dawn of everlasting day, joyfully whisper, No drunkards within, no sorrow, no pain, and the glory of earth's woes is risen upon you, rewarding, satisfying, glorifying thy unfaltering faith and good works with the fullness of divine love. Trust in him whose love enfolds thee. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee. Divine love is never so near as when all earthly joys seem most afar. Understanding this fact in Christian science brings the peace symbolized by a dove, and this peace floweth as a river into a shoreless eternity. We will now have a moment of silent prayer 
and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 340. There's a wideness in God's mercy, like the, like the wideness of the sea. There's a kindness in his justice, which is more than liberty. Hymn number 340. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. 
This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Everyone is welcome here. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites. Many of those are in foreign languages, and as a result, God's healing and inspired word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our website, or one of them, have found God's healing word, and have found our church. And I would like to be very thankful for every single one of you who have done so. I highly encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much to offer. There's, there's so much there, and it's all healing and inspiring for your reading, studying, listening, etc. I'd like to point out one thing we're now featuring on our English website, and that is our most recent issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme of this issue is Peace on Earth, Goodwill to Men. Join us this Sunday, December 18th. We start on Sunday here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school is available by telephone. We have a teleconference feature dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. Many of the students, especially those that don't live in the area, attend our Sunday school by telephone. This means that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. Our publishing department's been pretty busy recently, and we have just recently mailed the issue of Love the Liberator, our January full-text lesson sermon booklet, and our first quarter quarterly for year 2023. So for those of you who have subscribed for these, keep your eye on your mailboxes because they are coming. This coming Saturday is December 17th, and we will be having a Bible study at 10 o'clock in the morning. The study questions are on the website, and take some time this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. to join us for a lively discussion about the Bible. Well, this Saturday is December 17th. That means the following Saturday is December 24th. And you all know what that means. Yes, you got it right. It's Christmas Eve. I'm very happy to announce that we will again be having our annual Christmas Eve program on December 24th. The music will start at 8 o'clock at night, 8 p.m. The program will start at 8.15 p.m. 
Take some time and join us for a beautiful, holy, sacred program on Christmas Eve. And I'd like to also announce that the following day is December 25th. It's a Sunday, Christmas on Sunday. Does a Sunday get any better than this? I don't know. Anyway, on Sunday, December 25th, there will be no round table, but please take some time out of your Christmas day morning and join us at 11 o'clock for a beautiful church service. And one more thing I'd like to mention about Christmas Eve, December 24th, we're all going to be here at church attending the program so that we will not be having a unity watch on that night. Okay, I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. And uh, that remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And for everyone who does share a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening. I am so glad to be here tonight, and thank you for the wonderful readings. Last Wednesday, I didn't make it to the Plainfield service. That evening found me in the pouring rain with a flooding situation working to be diverted. The hymn that came to me during all this seeming turmoil was Mrs. Eddy's hymn. It reads... It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide, for storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er be tied. This hymn was so comforting because there was much worry and concern for the interior of the building, which had just been remodeled. Those words, pure peace is thine, whate'er be tied, were filled with a reassuring promise of peace and a wonderful peace did flood my consciousness. Then reflecting the next day about the previous evening, there were so many things to be grateful for. One of them was that it was 46 degrees that night, typically much colder than that in December, so it was a pleasant temperature comparatively for working outside. The help that came to my aid was loving and pleasant and wise and strong, and 
They knew what to do, and they were able to do it. We worked together with smiles and camaraderie. The next day, further examination of the interior of the house found that it was drying out very nicely with no damage to the ceilings or interior walls. I am so very grateful for Christian Science. And as we know and was noted at the Wednesday service, which I listened to the following day, being a Christian scientist doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. It only means that you will handle them with a different perspective, that you will see and know the grace of God right there with you, because it was there all the time, and your recognition of it makes it clear to you, giving you peace and the wisdom to know the steps to take for resolution. Mrs. Eddy said, rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good, quote, unquote. This rising above, this wonderful rising above gives wings to soar. Our God is a mighty, powerful, loving God, the God that gave us Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, these wonderful expressions of himself. Thank you, Plainfield Church, and good night. Thank you. Nancy from Texas, go ahead. I'd like to express my gratitude for an instantaneous healing I had during the Sunday service three days ago. Sunday morning, I awoke with all the symptoms of the flu. I felt horrible and couldn't keep any food or water in my stomach, along with other symptoms. As I listened to the roundtable and church service online, since I live in Texas, I was drifting in and out of consciousness. I tried to hold on to the truths that were being read from the Bible lesson, but it was very difficult to concentrate. I remember coming to just as Sweet Benjamin was given the benediction from the 91st Psalm. He read, and I quote, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways, End quote. I then reasoned out what he had just read. I make God my habitation, therefore no evil can happen to me, nor can any plague, least of all the flu, come to my home, and God gives his angels the job of watching and protecting me in all ways. And that was that. I immediately felt wonderful. No more weakness nor nausea. In fact, I ate lunch right after that with zero side effects. I was able to function normally in every way and had a productive afternoon. I thank God that we have the Holy Bible to study. I thank God that Christ Jesus showed us the way to eternal life. And I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy, who discovered the comforter which Jesus promised would come, Christian science, which indeed leads us into all truth. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. Tonight, I would like to express my gratitude for an experience I had here at church on Thanksgiving. I had the privilege of offering the benediction, and although I prepared well in advance, I was a wee bit nervous 
because it isn't often that I have this opportunity. I prayed to read as God planned and made it up to the podium. <laughs> as I started to read, I grew calm and the most joyful feeling came over me. It was such a glorious feeling and I knew that I was smiling a lot. I do not know, I do know, sorry, that the congregation prays for all readers for which I am very grateful. And I especially like the parts of the reader prayer, quote, clothed with Christ's humility, and know thine is the glory and the power. Thy voice and only thine is heard, end quote. Thank you to God, Mary Baker Eddy, and this blessed Plainfield Church Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Lisa from Ohio, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful, inspirational reading this evening. I want to express my gratitude for Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for all that you provide on your website. Such a wealth of information. I'm grateful to Plainfield for teaching us the correct and real way to live Christian science. I am understanding more and more every day to turn to God no matter how big or small and in everything I do. I see such wonderful demonstrations when I trust. Thank you, Plainfield, for the Bible studies, the roundtables, Sunday services, Wednesday evening meetings. I'm grateful for God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy, and all of you. Good evening. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Thank you for the beautiful readings tonight and the beautiful music and inspiring testimonies so far. I wanted to express my gratitude for an article that I found on our website carousel called Glorifying God by Blanche Hershey Hogue. I love this article because it made me think more deeply about how often do I really glorify God in my words in my thoughts or in my actions? And also, do I stop and think about my reason or my motive for what I'm doing? To stop and ask myself, does doing this glorify God? Or is it for my self-gratification or my human will or desire? In this article, it states that all material beliefs exalt matter. Every spiritual manifestation exalts God. The question, does this glorify God, tests everything that we think and everything that we set about doing. A measure for the day's work already done is, again, how much did it glorify God? I was so grateful because this article gave me so much to think about. And I know that it, it's not always easy and that it will take time, but eventually it will become a natural part of the way I think. And I know that it is essential that I do this in order to become more useful to God. I'm just so very grateful for all that we're given here in this church. I'm so grateful to my practitioner for her support and for her teachings. And I'm so grateful to God for his ever-present help and love and grateful for this meeting tonight. Thank you. 
Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and for all I am learning here, which helps me to handle fearful thoughts each day. All that is taught here about Christian science and everything I have learned from my practitioner about watching and praying has shown me how to rid my thought of the fears I used to have about the world and the future and those regarding my family and everything. Something else I have been learning, which I'm very grateful for, is when I encounter a fearful thought, either in conversation or on the news or wherever, I am never to pass that fear along to another person, but I must rather handle that fear with the statements of truth I have learned in Plainfield. We are told that we must watch until we have peace, and tonight's reading showed how the peace that Christ Jesus maintained gave rest and healing to those who came to him and allowed him to be ready to do the work God sent him to do. I am very grateful to be here learning bit by bit how to find this true peace that comes from God and how to be ready to do the work God has for me to do. What a blessing. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Looking back over the last two years since finding Plainfoot Independent, I am very grateful for the many wonders that have occurred, so many situations we have walked through safely and beautifully. We have been protected and blessed. As a child, I would always want to pick a fight with evil, with error of any kind. Whenever I felt it, whenever I saw it, my whole stance was that of a fight. I wanted to fight with it. I wanted to win against it. Time and time again, it was proved to me that this was not a smart way to go. It landed me on the receiving end of a great deal of human hatred for decades. Yes, picking a fight with error was not a good move. And it certainly is not what Christian science teaches us, for we are shown how to truly love our enemies and to turn lovingly and trustingly to the truth. Mary Baker Eddy writes, quote, If truth is overcoming error in your daily walk and conversation, you can finally say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith because you are a better man. End quote. At this church, I am finally learning to lay aside my mortal fight and turn only to the truth. I am learning that I do not need to reply to error. I do not need to talk with it. I do not commune with it. I do not try to make peace with it. I do not try to understand it. Christian science teaches us that we have the Christ authority to command all error, get thee hence. It is a pure mental prayer, a prayer of one with the Father. This is the prayer that handles error effectively. The battle truly is the Lord's. So I am extremely grateful to put the mortal fight aside 
to turn to him whose holy power casts out all error, all sin, all hatred and violence, all pain, sickness and disease. The forever coming of Christ, as Mrs. Eddy writes. And this pure, beautiful prayer leavens the whole lump of the earth. Our practitioners at this church have taught me that there is nothing humanly that needs to be done. It is God's mighty power, a prayer of pure, holy love divine. So now the battle is simply to wrestle the human self into submission. Nearer, my God, to thee, as our dear hymn says. As Mrs. Eddy expressed it, quote, Evil is nothing, no thing, mind, nor power. That is our dear forever leader speaking. I am so very grateful to be a member and worker for God at Plainfield Independent. Thank you to our Lord God Almighty. Thank you to our Master Teacher, Christ Jesus. Thank you to our forever leader, Mary Baker Eddy. My ever thanks to our holy practitioners, teachers, members and workers at Plainfield Independent. So much love to you all. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. This happened in 1996. I had taken my young son to McDonald's to eat, and afterwards he was playing in the indoor playground provided there. While I was close by, studying science and health, written by Mary Baker Eddy. A man who was a biker came in and sat down beside me and started to hustle me. I showed no interest, but he increased his efforts. I thought, so you want to play hustle? I'll play hustle too. And for every sentence he spoke to get me interested in going out with him, I replied with spiritual explanations of what I was reading to get him interested in God. This continued for about three quarters of an hour or more. He began to ask questions about Christian science and still tried to hustle me. I remembered about another church in Ontario where a man on their board had once been a biker. And I said, look, you want to go out with me, so why don't you come to church with me? He said, but I haven't had a bath or brushed my teeth in months. How could I come? I said, meet me here on Sunday and we'll take the bus together. It's a three-quarter hour ride. He showed up on Sunday, bathed, and still outfitted in his leather. It was new for him to be in a church, and new for some of the church members to have him there. He was trying to fit in, and he came to church about five times and liked it. But he spoke very loudly and at times made racist comments, which was upsetting to some church members and adherents. Although he gave us all something to pray about, the church members nevertheless welcomed him, and everyone made progress. One Sunday, while traveling to church together on the bus, he talked about his eye patch, explaining that he had once been in a fight in a bar when he was young, and now there were no functioning eyelid muscles 
and he couldn't see out that eye. I had always prayed when I was with him, and he said, I'm going to try to open my eye. I haven't done that since the fight. And he took off the eye patch and used both hands to pry open his eye. And to his astonishment, he saw some light and some blurry vision. This continued for a few more weeks, and his eyesight improved. Thanks be to God, although I don't think it was yet perfect. At that point, he said, look, you're really not interested in me as a boyfriend, are you? I said, no, there's much that you are expressing that's quite lovable, but I'm more interested in seeing your progress in your study of Christianity, which is able to make you happy, satisfied, and it will protect you. He said, well, I like the visits to church, but I'll stop now. As I'll be honest, I was more interested in you. But I've been learning a lot. I was learning, too, and that experience was a real eye-opener for me about seeing the power of God's love in action. Good evening. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. My joy and gratitude today is for the weekly Bible lessons which are available completely free of charge to download from the Plainfield Church independent website. How blessed we are in having these lessons available to study. I am especially grateful that the Psalms are so often included in the lesson, and especially in the responsive reading. My eyes have really been opened to the wealth of wondrous writings that are available in this beautiful book of the Bible. Sometimes I feel when I pray that I don't know exactly what to say or exactly what I should or could be giving thanks for. And it came to me recently that I should study the Psalms. Sure enough, this has been really helpful in teaching me how to pray to glorify God and give thanks, not just asking for things. This week, the lesson feels like an amazing meal which is made up of course after course of delicious food. As I read further, every paragraph gets richer and richer as it unfolds the most delicious spiritual wisdom. Last week, the lesson covered in depth the story of Daniel and how he was thrown into the lion's den. It really helped me to learn that he prayed three times a day, giving thanks, and it was a clear instruction that this is what I could be doing too. So a big thanks to the lesson writer for this inclusion. I wanted to share and give thanks for a little something that happened last week. We have been renovating a property for a client, and as we rushed towards the end of the job, I went along to help. I ended up clearing the mountain of rubbish, building materials and finished with tools and goodness knows what else, carrying them out of the house into the van. The house is one in a curved terrace of identical homes, each with a long garden from the front door leading down onto a one-way street. The van was parked a few houses down, and it was taking some time to carry everything down the garden and then along to the van. When a space in front of the house came available, I jumped into the van with a view to moving to a nearer parking space. I could have gone forward on the street, 
and driven around the block on the one-way system, but that would have taken about ten minutes, and I knew the parking space might go. So I decided to reverse back to the parking space. It meant reversing around a slight bend, but any vehicles coming up from behind would have had plenty to time, uh, plenty of time to stop if they needed to, and I could then always just drive forward and do the loop. Before I moved anywhere, I checked in with God and asked for his help and guidance. I pulled out slightly, and all of a sudden, every car in England decided to appear in my rearview mirror. So I pulled back in and waited for them all to stop. Miraculously, no one took the parking space. After a few minutes, the road went quiet, and I suddenly had a strong feeling. Go now. I didn't hear these words, but I definitely knew that it was time to move. I pulled out, reversed back, and parked safely, just in front of the client's home. The road was empty for a moment more, then the steady stream of vehicles started again. I continued loading the van in much faster time than it would have taken me otherwise, and I got home in time to attend the meeting. I really was so grateful for this clear instruction and guidance. I just love knowing that God is here and that I can rely on him in everything that I do and I really love relying on him. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm so grateful for everything about Christian science and from what I am learning here in this wonderful unfoldment. Thank you. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful for all that I'm learning through Christian science in this church. One thing I'm realizing is that worrying is always a waste of time that I could spend praying and trusting in God's power and ever-present care. Sometimes I find myself worrying, doubting, or feeling pressure about one thing or another. And when I finally wake up in an instant and turn to God asking for his guidance, any chaos or confusion is replaced by a calmness that allows me to hear better his direction. This has been a tremendous blessing that's improving my life, and I'm so grateful for this and for all that we have here that is making life more meaningful each day. Thank you so much for tonight's reading, for the music, and for all the testimonies given so far. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the strong and beautiful readings tonight. I have a testimony from uh, Australia. He says, a few weeks ago, I became very unwell and was confined to bed at a time when many activities had been scheduled and our local Victorian state political elections were in progress. I was feeling pressured by it all, and it was a timely reminder to slow down and not give in to animal magnetism, but to tune into the stately goings of mind as our roundtable of December 4th aptly puts it in an article by Mary Beth Singletary. We are to guard our peace, Christ's consciousness, instead of rushing around 
with unnecessary human activity or giving in to feelings of being bombarded and manipulated by the politics of the day. My wife contacted a Plainfield practitioner who lovingly supported me. During this time, I was so grateful to be able to listen to the audio recordings of various articles on the Plainfield Theatre independent website, which included God is Individual Consciousness by Bicknell Young and Spiritual Consultations by Rosalie Master, and the beautiful Thanksgiving lesson and testimony meeting. I felt more peaceful and also worked with Scientific Statement of Being from Science and Health, page 468 by Mary Baker Eddy, to hold the perfect model in thought and claim my true sonship as a child of God. The practitioner also directed me to the wonderful article mentioned in a recent roundtable and featured on the website by Doris White Evans called Evil Has No Local Habitation, which was very powerful. It says evil has no local habitation in anyone's stomach, heart, head, or in any other organ of the body. Evil has no name. It can't call itself flu, fever, fear, disease, or trouble. I also worked with Bicknell Young's article, The United States of America, mentioned in a roundtable, which reminds and reassures us that God is correctly governing his universe always that there is one mind, one consciousness, This consciousness is all that is going on, not the seeming frenzy of the material and political world. Over the next days, the symptoms gradually dissipated and my true being was restored. I'm so grateful for this time and opportunity to learn more about God, the truth of being, the harmony which is ever-present, to Christ Jesus the way-shower, to Mary Baker Eddy, who demonstrated and revealed the science to mankind, and to our Plainfield, Plainfield practitioners, and for the priceless Plainfield website resources. I'm so happy to be here tonight, to hear how people are using the truth, this truth that Mrs. Eddy gave, to all mankind, I am just so grateful to be a part of this ministry. Thanks and good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Gary. A few days ago, uh, one evening after dinner, I began to, uh, my stomach began to feel um, not right and I began to feel the symptoms of a flu coming on and I realized I had work to do and I found a uh, quiet place in my home and I began to do what Mrs. Eddy instructs us to do in our textbook to refute the systems with divine science to rise in rebellion against them elsewhere she says be so instant in truth that error is always too late. 
she reminds us in many places to not linger in the symptoms, in the error. So I began to take up the battle. I declared that this was not legitimate, this was not of God, and I did not have to have it. And I went to work, and I pounded, and I pounded with every statement of truth I could think of. And even though I didn't feel very good, I knew I had to fight with the truth. And I knew that the truth would always be the victor, as Mrs. Eddy assures us. And as I have witnessed many, many times uh, in practicing Christian science. Well, it was only a few minutes that I felt much better, got ready for bed, went to bed. And by the time I went to bed, I was perfectly fine. And I slept well and had no recurrence whatsoever, either during the night or the next day. I'm very grateful for this quick healing. I'm very grateful for everything that I am learning in this church about Christian science, the truth, the comforter, as someone mentioned earlier, that Jesus promised. I'm grateful for his leadership, his example. I'm very grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, for her discovering the comforter, the, the science of Christianity, and for having the courage and the love to give it to mankind. I'm very grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you for all the testimonies. And thank you, Amanda, for the fine, comforting readings tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. Just read a few things tonight. A couple of short notes and a testimony. Uh, the first is an, a note from Missouri to all the Plainfield gardeners. And then, then she quotes the French novelist Marcel Proust, I think it said. Let us be grateful to people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. Thank you. Much love and gratitude to all. And then this note from Vermont. Dear Plainfield Church, we're feeling the love. Thank you for all that you do to advance Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science to a world thirsting for the truth and closes our check to help along this beautiful ministry with love. And then this is a testimony from Virginia. I would like to express my gratitude for the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, in particular the website, the YouTube recordings, the articles from early workers, and for practitioner support. A few days ago, in the early evening, I started suddenly feeling ill. I felt myself getting feverish. My phone was next to me, so I picked it up and I opened up to YouTube and typed in the search bar, Science and Health, pages 390 to 393. I was so happy to find out that those amazing three pages had been recorded and posted on YouTube by a worker at Plainfield. I was able to listen to the recording many times that evening and again the next morning, and by noon that day I was perfectly healthy. 
Thank you, Plainfield, for making Christian science available to everyone. And I thank Amanda, too, for those beautiful, yes, and very comforting readings tonight. Um, there was a statement from the Philippians about be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And this was heard from Dede's testimony. I was once quite a worrier. I worried about everything. And uh, I re remember quite some time ago reading a, a commentary about that verse from Philippians. And I never quite understood what it meant to be careful for nothing. Um, but in this explanation, it was, it said, do not be anxious about anything. And I thought, wow, that's really what I need. I'm not to be anxious about anything. And then it says, instead of that, instead of being anxious, um, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, again, the secret to anxiety and to worry. Instead of being anxious about everything, don't be anxious about anything, and take your prayer, take your request to God. Pray. Let him speak to you about the truth of the situation. Know the truth, because in knowing the truth, you will bring healing to the situation. And just worrying about it, I mean, that doesn't help you or the situation. So this was a tremendous lesson for me, and I've always loved that verse from Philippians. I'm so very, very grateful tonight to be here to hear all these wonderful demonstrations of the healing power of Christian science, the beautiful music and the readings. Thank you all, and much love to you all, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, please announce the last hymn. Hymn number 164. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Hymn number 164.